Welcome back for another episode of Collective Constellations. This is episode number nine, and I have a really special guest here to explore with today and to constellate with. And this woman has become a close friend of mine, a close sister of mine over the years, and I knew I wanted to bring her on and journey in this constellation together because each time her and I meet and connect and talk, we go on these rabbit hole of explorative mind-bending constellations and we both leave i feel we both leave um more robust and uh energized in our unique viewpoint that we hold in the world and our unique essence in the world and i'm really excited to introduce you all to her and to explore to together today we're going to be exploring opening up to our intuitive gifts and extrasensory abilities and there's really no better person i could think of to explore this with than christina rice also known as christina the channel so christina welcome on <laughs> thank you so much for having me i i feel the same way i love our chats i feel like we go all kinds of places and my my sacral. I'm so lit up. I feel like any anytime we talk for the next two days, I'm like buzzing. So it's it's on both sides. So thank you for that. Yeah, we're like energetically feeding each other. One hundred percent, one hundred percent. And I was thinking about as you were talking how it's funny because a lot of people that are soul family for me, I kind of get in the door by by working with them. And when I I found you through a YouTube video, mm -hmm. one of your YouTube videos, and the second I saw you, I was like, I need, to, I just need to know her. So, you know, then you uh, helped guide me, and we went, you know, deep into the human design and far beyond that. And you were my first Akashic Records reading, which was so exciting. And then, yeah, it's just funny how how it starts but i just knew the second i saw you <laughs> yeah, and that's the beauty of technology right? it allows us to constellate in these ways with each other to see and feel a frequency and be like oh that person and then after you and i were working together i you know and even when we were working together i was so drawn to your frequency and then i saw you did the work with the channeling and the intuitive guidance and i was like can i have a session with you <laughs> <laughs> It works. Yeah, it, it works. So uh, it's funny. I mean, it's just funny because I never thought I would end up here, you know, and I feel like when we first connected, I was at, I, I was a totally different person, you know, and uh, things have changed so much since and same with you, right? We both evolved so much. Yeah. So that's been really, really beautiful to see. Yeah, it's amazing to have friends on this path and uh, alliances on this path where allies on this path where we can witness each other's growth. And that's something I'd actually love to explore today because for those of you listening, like Christina, she, I've witnessed her go, go through this incredible, like spirit led transformation in how she does her business and watch her both like, this is something I'm really passionate about. How can we be so grounded in, in the 3D physical reality? but be led from our intuition, be led from our extrasensory capacities, not trying to just do more of the 3D, the 4D, the money, the acquiring, the assets, the material, but let that be infused and led by our spirit and our intuition. 
in our deep soul and nature. And Christina like, has done that so beautifully. So Christina, I have a couple of questions I want to ask you before we dive into the, the, the meat and the juice of this, this talk today. Can you share with us all, since this is Collective Constellations, what are your big three? Your sun, moon, and rising. <laughs> yes. Uh, astrology. So I'm an Air, I'm an Aries Sun. <laughs> I'm a Gemini Moon and a Taurus Rising. Scorpio North Node, Mercury and Aries. Yeah. <laughs> Unless there's anything else you want to know. <laughs> what's your human design type and what's your profile? I am a two four generator, sacral responder. Uh so yeah, a, a second line's gotta, gotta stick together. <laughs> yeah. Christina and I both have that two line and I find that like absolutely um usually my deepest and most kinship like friendships are with fellow two lines or six lines because I'm a six two and I don't know if you yeah. feel the same but there's just an easiness of being yeah yeah most most of my closest friends all have a two and it's actually really important to me I was discussing this with one of my other friends the other day and we were talking about how it can be really difficult. Like if you don't have the two experience, sometimes people can take offense to, I just need time alone and genuinely not about you or anybody else, but I have to have this time by myself. And I have had that friction in relationships before where somebody doesn't necessarily know what it feels like to be in my body and just really require that time or even just for me to process something. You know, I'll say I really can't be productive in this conversation because I just have to be by myself to be able to process it. And then I can come back to you with something that is is more helpful and valuable here. Uh, and it just runs so much more smoothly with people who have that second line, even with traveling, you know, or living situations, but, you know, being able to, to, to be in the same house or travel with somebody like for them to understand, Hey, we don't need to be together the whole time. And yes. when I need my hours by myself, you know, both people are like, I totally get it. <laughs> You're not taking it personally. Yeah. So I definitely attract in other, other two lines. I'm resonating so deeply with what you share. Honestly, that's been like the crux of a lot of my, and it's great because it's, it's led me to want to develop better communication with people and learn how to um, communicate honestly and authentically and express things from my heart. But like uh, that two line, it does need a lot of time alone. And that's something that can be seen as like um, offensive or a, like an overassertion of independence. It's like, actually, no. And this is so on theme as well with the topic of this podcast, the two line, which we can all access in our own way, regardless of our profile. I believe that it's the experience of human design and astrology can be very lucid. And you and I talk about this a lot. It's like, we don't have to be stuck to one thing. There's just a frequency we may resonate with more. Um, but the two line is that, is that mystical nature. It's the, it's the part of us that says, I need to step away from you and the outside and all this external like density so that I can go within to this mysterious place that allows me to open up to something beyond all of this. And I think that for me personally, that's been a huge part of developing my intuitive gifts. It usually always comes through when I'm deeply in solitude so that I can feel the energetics of the world around me. Or if I'm around people who are very able to go into their own solitude and we can do that together. So I'm curious, like with that two line that you carry as your conscious self being a human design two four and beyond that as just a human and a being, like when was the first time you felt your intuitive capacities, your, that extrasensory kind of mystical nature and you come alive? Is there like a moment 
that you have conscious awareness of when you felt that deeper connection to reality? I mean, the first time was when I was a child, but as a child, I didn't label it that or recognize what it was. And as I got older and I thought about this experiences I had all the time, I realized, oh, wow, (laughs) you know, that's what it was. And as a kid, it was very overwhelming, the things that I was seeing and experiencing all the time. So it was definitely when I was when I, when I was a child, I mean, I could tell you so many stories, but I didn't recognize it as that. Um, I think when I realized something was really unique was that the first time I was visited by uh, a spirit that took physical form, and it, he's it was Melchizedek, and he it was like I could touch him, and he was sitting next to my bed, and. It was, I mean, to this day, my whole body tingling. It was like one of the most profound experiences I ever had. And during that time, I mean, I was probably, I want to say like eight and I had been seeing so much, but up until that point, it didn't take any type of solid form. And so I knew that was, that was very significant for me. And he just said, he said, you're not making any of this up. Everything that you've been seeing, this is who you are and it's real. And I'm always with you. We are always with you. And I had never felt such immense love. I had never felt such immense love. And especially at that age, a lot of what I was seeing was really scary for me. And then also because I, uh, you know, I didn't really know what I was doing. I was also, there are some things that were kind of dark that I was seeing and I didn't really know how to control it. So that moment really stands out to me. And then I kind of turned off my, turned off my gifts, so to speak. The next time I felt something really it wasn't necessarily like my intuition, but it was paranormal. And so it stands out for me was when I was in college and a friend of mine who had committed suicide very clearly was trying to get a hold of me in the physical. And what happened was it was the first health coaching client I ever had. And she was supposed to call me at our, our appointment time. And the phone rang, like the phone rings and it's his number. And he had been gone for a year or two at that point. And I, my heart stopped and I was thinking, what? Because I had I had never deleted his number. He was a good friend of mine. And I answered it and it was her. It was my this client. And I was like, how long have you had this phone number? You know, it was I, I was very off. I was like, how long have you had this phone number? Just curious. And she goes, Oh, like 10, 11 years. And I'm thinking, what's going on here? There was some glitch because I mean, I had texted, called this person for years on that number, never changed it, never deleted his contact. And it really shook me. And that's, and, and I was also at the time surrounded by a lot of people who were deeply in the spiritual space and I was open to it, but I wasn't really into it. I, it was like I had repressed everything from my childhood and like forgot I had that. And I was like, oh yeah, I'm not really into that kind of, I'm open to it, but I don't do that. And that was the first time I thought, whoa, someone's trying to contact me. It, it really stood out in my body. And then I would say, um, the next, the next time I really was like, wow, I have this was after I had seen my first intuitive, I started having intensely prophetic dreams where in my dreams, an angel would visit me and tell me very specifically what to do. And I thought, wow, something's going on here. And then it was like my intuitive gifts really anchored in when I started doing energy healing. And it was like, I just couldn't, deny it. You know, I was sending the energy and just getting so much intuitive information. And it was like, it just kind of turned on. It just kind of opened up. Obviously there's a lot more development after that, but those are some points that stand out for me in terms of like recognizing 
something's going on here. Wow. I'm especially like riveted by like I had goosebumps when you're talking about the phone call coming through yeah. the same number because I feel like there's something about that. It's um, there's like a, it does feel like there's a relationship element here to um, intuitive gifts. It's like, sometimes I, like, what am I trying to say? Like intuitive gifts can feel really singular. It's like, Oh, I'm intuitive or I'm extrasensory, but what if it's actually a relationship with the spirit world? What if it's a relationship with, um, essences or energies vibrating on a different frequency that want to come through and bring a gift and it it really opens up the the lens of what this whole thing could be um Mm -hmm. that it's a relationship um yeah and that's really how i how i dove deeper into it because i always saw it as a relationship because for me it didn't just the way that i i perceive intuitively i have my my room i see my I see my guides outside of me. So it was always a conversation, you know? So, uh, I, and I think that that kind of prompted me to go deeper because it was a conversation, you know, and oh, someone's trying to communicate with me, like contact me versus feeling like it, it was more of a singular experience. Uh, even in times when it's interesting because I kind of, I see the whole thing as a relationship, right? Cause I know who I'm communicating with, who I'm connecting with that vibration. So yeah, I hadn't thought about it in that way before. Yeah, there's actually a um, topic sparking alive, and I feel uh, I feel a little tentative to go there, but my body and my heart is saying like, let's go there. And I know you, and like where you and I go, and I feel like <laughs> this is only natural that we're gonna do that. We're gonna bring through our two line genius to the the conscious waking world. So there's a really rich, ripe, alive topic I would love to explore with you if it feels good for you because it's I've seen it kind of popping around the collective and it never has really fully resonated as true in my body it feels more fear-based um but I also really love when you were talking about when you were a child and you said there was dark stuff you would see but your guides were like no it's okay like this is okay and I think this is something that especially now but a lot of people can get fearful with with like intuitive abilities and extrasensory and channeling it's like you know, when I hear this stuff, like it does not feel true in my body. And I'm like, sure, of course we have to be aware of that, but people who express on people, but there's like a, a thought or an idea that this is like um, negative things to be doing, or it's bringing through energies that are actually like have malintent. And I think that, that can be a really limited scope. And I think that it can actually shut down a whole avenue of like expansive consciousness and this telepathy we're standing, we're, we're moving into as age of Aquarius is like, no, we are here to be channels. We are here to be interconnected through thought form and through waves of energy. But there's kind of this, I've noticed there's like this fear cascading around it as well. And I know you've explored with this too. And I, I think we could go on a really beautiful constellation around that. Like the beauty of our extrasensory abilities and our channeling and our intuitive gifts and Perhaps if maybe you could share, share your experience, how do you cultivate trust within yourself if it's an energy you want to open up to or you're going to fir- hold a firm boundary to not allow in? Yeah, it's such a good conversation and I have so much to say around this. I have so much to say around this. What I first want to say is it's like just going out in the world, just going out in the world. There are people with great intentions and there are sometimes people who do things that aren't very nice that's just part of going out into the world does that mean i'm never going to step foot outside absolutely not right if i ride a bike i could fall down and hurt myself does that mean i'm never going to ride it 
right? So I just have to learn <laughs> how to do it safely and what to do in case I fall over, right? And so for me, it's all about, you know, the energy, the energy behind it. I am, I talk, I'm very vocal about protection and boundaries and being aware of what you're communicating with because I have seen things go really wrong for people who are being lazy with that and they don't realize what they're opening themselves up to. But that's not all of it. And my energy underneath the protection and the boundaries is being responsible. It's not fear. I don't have anything to be afraid of because I have my tools and I know what I'm doing, but it's being intentional with who and what I'm communicating with. The same, the same way if I, wanna, if I want help healing my body, I'm going to be intentional about who I ask advice from. I'm not going to go to this person over here who has their own health issues and has never learned anything about the body, right? You see what I'm saying? It's like, I know where I'm going to. I'm, it's, I'm just intentional with it. I'm conscious of it. Uh, it's like, you know, you could pick up any book from the bookstore. Some of them have maybe not helpful information. Not all of them are, are on point. Does that mean that you never open up a book? No, right? That would be, it's kind of like what you were saying around, are we just going to shut it all off because there's potential for energies that that are lower frequency no that's ridiculous what about all of the higher frequency information out there that's really what we are, can choose to align with and that is what is so expansive and that's where we really access our own power and channeling to me is our natural state you know as we continue to ascend that's just going to be the norm right because when when you're in alignment and when you're in flow you're not overthinking it you're just letting it flow through that is channeling when you're truly in alignment and it could be anything it could be you painting a picture it could be you singing it could be you just having a conversation with a friend when you're in that flow state and you don't even know what you're saying or doing you're just doing it right you are dancing you're not overthinking it you're just in your body just moving you know what to do that's all channeling that is our natural state and a lot of the fear i think comes from religious programming to push people out of accessing their own power because if everybody knew what they could do and what they could tap into and what they could access for themselves and what they could create then who would lose power and control you know so it's just to realize you know where is that coming from and does that have to be true for me uh you know for me i when i like as i've gone down this path i've worked with a number of different spiritual mentors which is really important to me and kind of got to learn different ways of looking at things but also to be held in that container and to have somebody check my blind spots and to learn protection and boundaries and to be very discerning i think discernment is the most important skill that we can learn as as beings and that is true with with channeling and our intuition discerning what's valuable information and what's not what exactly am i tapping into am i tapping into the collective energy is that that's not the same thing as tapping into the highest truth right am i talking to you know, who am i talking to because they're all just different frequencies and so it's recognizing what are they discerning what is my head what is my ego versus what really is my soul right that's all discernment but it's the same thing with just going out in the world and doing your human stuff right when you are in a group of friends can you discern who is really a vibrational match for you and who maybe isn't when you're going into a business partnership can you discern is this something that's really serving me or do i feel pressure to step into this or feel like i'm just kind of being dragged into it right these are places where discernment pops up all the time and especially now with the overabundance of information we have in social media if you don't know how to discern you're going to feel crazy you know and i and i feel 
I see people stressed out all the time. Well, this person says this and this person says that, and, and I don't know what to believe. Right. And this was really rampant when I was in the health space and especially with everything going on in the world, a lot of people are feeling this way. Well, this person said that, and that person said that, and I don't know what to do. And they're in this freak out mode. If you know how to discern, which is really, you knowing what it feels like <laughs> to hear your soul speak what it feels like to be in vibrational alignment with truth and love when you know that reference point discernment becomes easy because then it's very simply okay i tune into this frequency is this in alignment with truth and love if it's not i know something is off right and so when people are freaking out and then they're turning to somebody else to tell them what the truth is you're giving your power away you can discern that for yourself and that's one of the most important skills for you to learn just as a being, you know, wh whether or not you tap into your intuitive gifts. But, you know, I always joke with, with, no, I don't joke, I'm serious, but I always say, if you're somebody who says you're a high achiever, you have big goals, you want to change the world, you want to benefit the world, and you're not tapping into your intuitive gifts, you're just you're missing out on the biggest shortcut of them all. Like you're missing out on the quantum leaps. You're making it so much harder than it needs to be because it's it's a quote unquote shortcut, but you know, I think there are different connotations to that. It's just realizing I don't have to live in the illusion that life has to feel really hard. Like what if I could do this in a joyful way? And this is where, you know, a lot of people are still living in that belief of life has to be hard. It has to be a struggle. I have to struggle to get from A to Z, which is very opposite what I believe to be true, which is that uh, we are here to ex to experience joy and alignment and that flow. That doesn't mean that there aren't bumps along the way and, and times when we go into sadness and anger and frustration, but that's that's more acute than the natural state. So those are some of my initial thoughts. See where you want to go from there. I just love like witnessing you and your mastery because it really feels like that. And um, I have questions with that but it's just I, I love the piece here with like what I'm getting is it's spiritual mastery and it's energetic integrity it's how do we be integrous with our capacities our natural capacity to channel our natural natural capacity to be an extrasensory being and I think that this is where some of the new age stuff can really go downhill and then it can screw us all over because people aren't necessarily honoring the integrity and the mastery you know it's like someone not, not that I'm trying to throw heat on anybody, but it's like you sit with ayahuasca one time and then you want to be a shaman or you go to a channeling class and then you decide to put it out as your business, right? It's like it's lacking the integrity. But what I hear in your voice, which is so different than that, is that you cultivate this and it's like there's a discipline to it and there's a practice and you have your um, mentors and you have your tools so you are informed. You know, it's how do we be intelligent and informed and integrous with this beautiful expansive way of the future and also way of the ancients and i think that's maybe why it gets like thrown under the hot spot and heat is because it's usually through people who haven't really approached it without much integrity it's like this is kind of fun let me play with this toy oh no it broke now it's a bad toy <laughs> it's like there's yeah. an integrity needed and a mastery needed well it's it, 100% and it's responsibility. And my, one of my mentors, she always says it's, you know, having someone access their psychic gifts or intuition, it's like giving someone a power tool. Is a power tool bad? No, but you have to learn the safety instructions. Like you have to know what you're doing, you know? And I think what I always talk about, especially with the, uh, the clients that go through my energy healing training is 
you know, I might seem kind of intense around this, but it's because I'm just very serious and I talk to them intensely about integrity and about about your intention. Why are you doing this? Why are you looking to become a healer? Why are you looking to work with this energy? And you have to be really, really brutally honest with yourself. Is there any piece of you that is doing this from a power-hungry place, a greedy place, a show-off place? I just want to be powerful, right? Because there's a difference between, like, just feel the energy of that. Like, I'm stepping into my power versus I want more power. There's a, it's a different frequency when we use the word power. So what do we really mean? Because I always tell them, you know, you, you got to check yourself. If you are coming from a place of ego, if you're coming from a place of, of greed or fear, or I want to show off, that energy is going to come back to you. Yes. It's going to come back to you. And that's going to affect the quality of information that you receive. Any energy you're sending at that point is threaded with that frequency. And at that point you have in my opinion, you should not be sending anybody energy like that, you know? So these are places that we have to check ourselves. And this is a piece of the conversation that I feel like is really, really missed in a lot of spaces. For me, what opened up my gifts, it was a natural progression. I wasn't setting my intention on, I want to keep opening my third eye or I want to keep, or I want to become a channel in this way. That was never my intention. My focus was on my own shadow work and healing and trauma healing and inner child work and healing my masculine and feminine. It was all about personal growth and development and just really raising my vibration so I could feel really happy and everything else opened as a byproduct of that, right? But it was all that personal development work that taught me to check myself, right? To, to check my ego. And not everything I say resonates with people and that's okay. But I am very, very confident that everything I say is coming from a place of love and me aligning with my truth. And I speak from that place and I don't need anybody else. You know, I don't need other people to, to agree with everything I say, but I know because this is for me, this is for me personally and everybody I affect like the energy from which I communicate needs to be from that place or I don't feel good about it. So I think that's just really important to say because people can spend their whole lives trying to visualize and open their third eye and eat their purple foods and whatever you're doing and that's all great but you're going to you're going to hit a block. The real the, the real way to open up your intuitive gifts is to clear all of the heavy frequencies that are holding you down because when you raise your vibration and really clear your vessel, clear your channel, it all comes through. And so what does that look like? That looks like taking care of your body. That looks like releasing relationships that aren't serving you that looks like making sure that your your career and how you're spending your time are just so juicy and yummy and flowy for you right that looks like looking at anywhere where we're harboring any anger any resentment any sadness and how can we actually move those frequencies through and out right so it's it's shifting all of that stuff that we're still holding on to noticing what programs am i still running in my brain what beliefs do i have that are really limiting or maybe i'm still in negative self-talk or whatever it is that's lower frequency bringing that to the surface starting to shift that and as a byproduct of that personal work that makes you feel so good your intuition naturally opens up and for me it was this progression of the more i went deeper into myself i just was as a byproduct having all of these wildly amazing <laughs> uh spiritual experiences and and more of my gifts opening up so it wasn't like i was i was trying to get there as, as a goal you know people will ask me people ask me, you know, how I downloaded a high or, or how I became a trans channel or why did I, why are these books, why is this information being channeled through me? I said, because I didn't want it. 
<laughs> because I didn't want it. You know, I wasn't asking for it. Right. And it's like, okay, I'm given this gift. It's coming through me. I, I was chosen because I can be responsible I, because I've shown responsibility. But if I was setting my intention on, I want to do that. Well, well, why would that be right? That's probably from a place of ego. So the most important work is my personal development work and really looking at myself and being integrity personally. Yes, 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 yes. I love all of this. It's like, oh, and my heart is so happy because it's, <laughs> I think it's quite a new approach, honestly. Like, I think if I look collectively, I think a lot of people see spirituality and intuition as a thing that's just so deeply feminine and you just have to fully surrender into it. It's actually not. It has such a structure and such a backbone. It's just on a whole other level. And I love that you, that you say that. Like, I didn't want it. I didn't, I wasn't looking for it. I wasn't trying to get it. There was an ego involved. It's like what I keep hearing is like polishing our own mirror. Like the greatest work any of us can do is polishing our own mirrors to access our intuition, to open up our intuitive gifts. We don't have to go pay $10,000 for a course or you know, live in the jungle for six months. Like, sure, maybe that can help if that feels true. Um, but it's really how can we polish our own mirrors? And like you say, uh, subtract more than add on. How can we subtract things and just come back to that baseline and go in? And I think that's such a gift that you carry as like a, a, a way shower, a teacher in this world, as an, an inspiration in this world. And yeah, it's like kinetic. I feel it in your words. And it's very empowering um, because it's not this like blase, kind of half-hearted, totally surrendered thing. It's actually a discipline. It's like a, a responsibility and a, a soulful discipline. Not in like a painstaking way, like... I'm carrying this weight on my shoulders and I have endless work to do and endless and endless amounts of healing and endless and endless amounts because that's also a side of the pendulum that I don't resonate with. It's like, you have to do this work forever and it's got to be super hard and super gruesome and look at all of your triggers. It's like, no, how can I just polish the mirror to come back to my truest frequency right now? Yes. What I will say is, because I think this is what, what you're getting at, is it is it's like close to the discipline, but what it is, it's commitment mm. to self-love mm. because all of this that I do, people ask, well, that, sounds like a lot of work. None of it feels like work to me. Like, the way I live makes my life comes from a genuine place of self-love, which I know can be very fluffy. This this like self-love talk, but if I didn't actually love myself, I wouldn't want to take care of myself and I wouldn't want to feel my absolute best. So when I'm anchored into that, everything else, everything else just kind of follows. So it's, it's a commitment to self and growth and an ascension and me being at the highest vibrational possible, me fully accessing all my power because I love myself. You know that much, and and I'm I'm committed to that, and that means where I need to look at you know uh, what what my intentions are for different things. So it's just being it's being honest with myself. You know, I think anybody who knows me knows I am I'm very honest. I'm very direct, and I'm like that with myself. And that is one of the most important <laughs> one of the most important traits for me in having created and accomplished what I have thus far. It is it is. It is complete honesty with myself, but that comes from loving myself genuinely. Because if I didn't, I wouldn't be able to be honest with myself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And 
perhaps we could explore a little deeper because I know this has been massive for me and for you and we've kind of supported each other through these journeys in ways um, to be honest with ourselves the piece around utilizing our intuition and our um, kind of our inner knowing to not control but to refine and align our external world so the foods we're eating the people we're in relationship with the friends we're keeping um, the place we're living and how this can either take us closer to being honest with ourselves or kind of pull us away from being honest with ourselves. And I'm really curious um, to hear from you on, you, you did speak to it, but I'm curious if there, if there's more alive around. You can just feel if it's a true emanation of love and support or not. Um, but how can you discern within yourself, whether something in your external environment, whether it's, a habit, a food, a friendship, a relationship, um, a routine is if you're being honest with yourself about it, like what does that actually feel like in your body? How can you identify embodied like honesty and like, yeah, this is, this is honestly my experience. And when you're being dishonest to yourself, do you notice like physical sensations or things will change in your dreams or what's that like on an intuitive embodied level? Yeah. It is for me very physical. <laughs> I I will feel. I mean, I'll feel exhausted. I'll feel exhausted. I'll feel drained. I mean, it's so obvious. I'm feeling drained. I'm feeling exhausted. Maybe I can't sleep. But I think just feeling tired or feeling like I don't have motivation. Um, and I'll also get really bloated. I'll get really bloated. I might break out. I'll have. A, I have very physical reactions if I'm continuing to stay in that situation. Um, so it very much shows up for me, but this is why maybe this is a second line, but I think for everybody, I'm like, I, I, I need to spend concentrated time by myself in my own energy fields and not listening to any content, like truly just by myself so that I can get back to my neutral. Because then when I go back in the situation it becomes glaringly obvious to me, oh, I'm not feeling good. Right. So I first have to find my step, my set point of feeling really you know, high frequency and in my own energy. And this is how I'm really feeling and giving myself that, that space to be in my own frame. And then when I re-enter a situation, now I, I can kind of experience that contrast, you know? So for me, sometimes with friends, for example, just being in my own energy, spending some time by myself, and then I'll go see a friend. And I'll just notice, you know, I'm not feeling really great right now. Or I'm feeling really tired after, or I feel like I just kind of got energy vomited on. You know, I'll notice how I'm feeling during and after that interaction. Sometimes it is it is a contrast with different relationships. The more I was hanging out with higher vibrational people, I started to notice the difference between how I felt when I left people who were aligned, which would always be inspired, expanded, motivated. I felt like I had so much energy, right? I was lit up. My sacral was saying yes. And until I had that experience, I, I didn't really realize that some of these other relationships, I was feeling really drained. So to be honest, the contrast can be really helpful. It can be very helpful. You know, I mean, that's part of the, this experience, right? It's, it's to feel the contrast. If I didn't feel my sadness, I wouldn't be able to feel my happiness really, right? So mm. I think that contrast is big. And I noticed I noticed for me a lot with the energy and, and the physical symptoms, that is like the, the biggest. Intuitively, I will just kind of know, like I'll kind of get messages. Sometimes I'll, I'll just hear words, you know, I'm hearing like this, no, or, you know, sometimes it is insecure or fraud. I've heard things like that when I'm around people, I'm like, this is just not, not feeling like a vibrational match right now, whatever's going on. Sometimes it will feel like a racing heart, like, like I'm in fight or flight you know? So, and I'm like, okay, there's something with our nervous systems that aren't really aligning, whatever it is. I don't really have to know what it is exactly. 
because you can be a vibrational match. You can be, you can not be a vibrational match with someone. It doesn't mean that they're a bad person at all. It's just not a vibrational match, you know? So there are so many great people in the world that I've never met and I never will. And we're just not a vibrational match and they're also great. Right. So it just wasn't part of my experience. So I, you know, I think it's really important to kind of just neutralize that because people can often attach this good or bad label to things. And now we're back in, in 3d and it's really just, is, is it on the similar frequency or not? Um, you know, it's like, the color yellow isn't the color blue and that doesn't mean either make either of them wrong or bad there's different frequencies so i think that's important to bring up as well yeah i think that's so important with intuitive work and extrasensory it's like it's not personal and that's i I feel like the quantum the quantum is not personal the quantum does not care about your ego and your personal vendettas and your personal insecurities the quantum says hey are you ready to like go beyond that and just see energy and pattern and color and feeling because that's what allows us to accelerate. That's what allows us to open up. That's what allows us to access these extrasensory states. It's when it's not personal. And often, often it's when we're taking things personal. And I find for myself, whenever I take things personal, instant um, drop in my own personal vibration. I can track it literally to the second. I'm like, wow, I just started to make that personal. And I noticed my energy totally dropped. Whether it, whether it was me being the better person or me being the worst person, there was a drop in vibration. It doesn't matter. Because when we make things so personal, it's... um. It takes it out of that neutral space, and neutral space is actually highly fertile and um, and liberating. And liberating, it is really liberating because it's it allows energy to move freely. And this is the thing I feel like we are moving into this age of uh, interdependence and a lot of energetic sovereignty. And it's mm-hmm. like, how can I see you as your own emanation of? the unique frequency and composition of all of the karma and contracts and soul and spirit that makes you you and then be my own interdependent being. And we don't have to be so closely enmeshed in order to be intimate, in order to be loving and in in harmony. And I feel like that's something that's washing out of the collective right now is this like enmeshment of, of each other and needing each other and taking these personally if, um, things change and I think that it's it's a tender thing because there's a lot of you know um wounding growing through there but I think a lot of people are learning wow can I really let go of that is that actually okay can I really create some distance from my family and not be a bad person can I really say no to that job that was part of my identity it's like I think living an intuitive led life is it's it's risky you know it's risky to the ego and to the human comfort um but it's so liberating it's certainly risky to to the ego, uh, and I see that trigger people all all around me, you know. But I'm like, no, but it's the it's the surest thing for me because my my soul is very clear, you know. So what's what's risky for the ego is very sure for my soul, uh, and I, and I can feel both of those in my body, you know. And with this step into sovereignty, because we are, it's this it's this releasing of obligation, and just being able to honor. Like when you step into that yourself, right? And when you have the experience of, oh, it feels so good for me just to truly honor my flow and what feels good for me and, and how I uniquely work and how I feel best in the world. When you know how that feels and you're really secure in that, in that area and living in that way, it becomes so much easier to, 
to allow other people to do the same, right? Because if you think about, I think about things that people do for business or even in relationships, I have to go to family Thanksgiving. Well, I, so-and-so and I had plans and I'm really tired, but I have to show up. Like these little places where we compromise because we have an obligation, right? Well, I, ha- I, ha- I had a podcast, so I had to show up, but maybe you're feeling like crap that day. Your whole body was saying, don't go. And you're like, well, I have to, right? These are all of the places where we what's the word I want to use? Um, I mean, we kind of hurt ourselves, you know, like, like, like we give pieces of ourselves away. Uh, We're not listening to our intuition and, and the less you use a muscle, I mean, it's not going to be very strong, right? You have to use a muscle more and more, but what if you're getting that strong no in your body to protect you because there's something else better coming in, or there is something that you're being diverted from. Um, and so, you know, I think it's this release of obligation that's, that's really powerful. And Mm -hmm. I think it's so beautiful when I think about like the friendships I have, I'm so grateful for the people in my life where I have no issue. You know, if I wake up and I, we had a plan, you know, I, I will honor my plans, but my whole body is saying, no, I'll just say, Hey, you know, I need a me day. Like this isn't feeling right. And I know that my, no one, my friends won't take it personally. Right. And vice versa. Right. Like I'm very clear if somebody needs to, is saying, Hey, I don't know why, but this we just, I don't want to do this. I don't take it personally, right? Because if I was in that situation, I would want them to honor me. So I totally get it. And my logical mind or my ego doesn't need it, doesn't need a reason. We're so used to having to justify ourselves or give reasons, which is why, which is one of the reasons why intuition is quiet for a lot of people because we go through the education system and well, show me your work. Well, how did you find that out? Well, show me the evidence, right? Well, how do you know that? Right. Or even as a kid, people would, oh, how do you know that? How do you, Right. And so I learn if I don't, if I can't tell you how I got there or I can't cite my source, then I'm not credible or reliable. So I'm just not going to say anything. Right. So we're really conditioned to have to show how, how we know. Um, and that gets a lot of people out of, of trusting their intuition or, or using it. And you got to use the muscle to, to make it stronger. Like we all need to listen to that like three times over. <laughs> like <laughs> so much wisdom in there, and it's so true. Like literally, we are trained from a really young age to to not follow our intuition, but we hunger for it. You know, I think people really want to lead by their intuition. They want to be creative. They want to be inspired. They want to be intuitive, and we are because it's this longing to come back home to that which we truly are. And yeah i'm just like honestly i'm just kind of basking in everything you just it was like transmission style (laughs) i was channeling channeling. (laughs) my whole life my whole life is a transmission (laughs) thank god as thank creator thank goodness for that (laughs) i love it i know yeah i love it but i think that you know we touched on some of the most important pieces in in my mind which is that personal growth and expansion um the uh, the releasing of obligation, the letting yourself not know how you know something and just trusting it and following those little nudges and this piece with truth. You know, if you, this is something that the guides say all the time, you know, when I'm like, what is really blocking people from this? Why, why, what is blocking them from this? Which is also in line with why it's harder for us to read ourselves than other people, right? Because I'm not as, I'm not as attached right? But with myself, when it's something a little too close, I'm a little more attached. So maybe I'm not getting a clear read. You know what that is, is it is what is my relationship with truth? And for people who in general are afraid of the frequency of truth, are not comfortable with that, are not ready to see the truth, their intuition won't won't really come through very clearly, right? And 
I get all kinds of information because I'm open to the, the wildest things. I'm not, I'm not afraid of whatever's going to come in, right? I can, I can handle it. But if we've already said it, I don't want to hear that. I don't want to hear the negative things. I don't want to hear the things that might scare me or might make me uncomfortable. Or if I'm not, if I am like in my body, you might be saying, yes, I want to know the truth, but there's the piece of you that doesn't want to know that that relationship isn't right for you. That, that doesn't want to know that you probably are going to need to leave your job to really create the life that you want. If there's a piece of you that doesn't want to know the truth of what has to be released, then it's not going to come through for you, right? So where are you in resistance to the truth? Because that's, that's going to be one of, I mean, that's probably going to be the biggest block to your intuition coming in stronger. Yeah. I love that. It, it again, starts reading through my mind this phrase that feels like it's uh quickly becoming like the phrase of my incarnation at least for this chapter of my life is full spectrum you talk about full spectrum in our sensuality full spectrum in our emotions and this is like full spectrum with the truth and i think that is a big block and to intuitive opening and also fearing of intuition and rejecting it is like what if i'm afraid of what i see can i can i hold space for the full spectrum of my soul, which will have dark parts and harder hurt parts and illuminating farther stretching than I could ever imagine. It's like holding space for the full spectrum, our mm -hmm. full spectrum and not demonizing any of it. And also not pedestooling any of it. Like the neutral, how can I have neutral full spectrum acceptance for all parts of me and my humanity and also my spirituality and maybe there's like parts right of our of our own yes so relationships that might need to go or patterns that might need to end but seeing things in ourself of like what and i've had this the past um i mean all my life i've come up against these things but recently i've been seeing some of my own harder to see truths i'm like wow okay can i see this and still hold neutral and like love and accept this part of me and also see what teachings it has for me to grow but i think that can be really confronting as well for people to notice the full spectrum of of life is it's not you know we're sold this like um like love and light and like only look for the good vibe and like positive 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 but it's like that's not full spectrum um yeah i love that no it's like it get all the way in there like get get in there you know like get in the middle of it like go all the way into it it's all of it and that's exactly how i became more comfortable with truth and seeing it was first anchoring into like really shifting my beliefs to realize like I get to see all of us as neutral. Like it all just is, right? Like my my anger is just as important as my happiness, right? All, all my emotions are just as valuable and really important indi indicators. And in fact, you know, some of the lower frequency emotions, sometimes I feel like are more important because that's showing me what's off, right? <laughs> showing me where I'm not living fully in alignment or what's not, there's something that's not serving me. Um, within myself, around me, whatever it is, but just realizing, you know, when when someone comes into my life, that can be just as neutral as when someone leaves when the contract is over. It we don't have to add all the significance to it, you know. And this is also realizing where am I addicted to drama? Because this is one of the things when you know we talk about like stepping into sovereignty and seeing things from a neutral place and really being quantum, it really shifts the relationships around you. And I've noticed for me, and I've had this conversation with friends, it's there are people in my life who I'm just watching and it's like they're just in this drama cycle and they don't want to let themselves go to, to their next quantum level because that means releasing all of this drama that's keeping them busy and thinking about things and, oh, when I feel this intensity that gives me some sense of meaning that's not really meaning whatever it is, do you have to be willing to release release 
the the drama and a lot of people are are kind of addicted to that without meaning to be but that's how they have learned to make meaning of life or to make it feel like something is changing or shifting or things are happening. I'm going to keep myself busy with some type of drama. And then you hit a point where that doesn't even feel good anymore. Right. And so I've had to draw boundaries with like, if this is how you bond with people, right? Like if, if you think bonding is us sitting here and, and talking negatively about people, that's just, I can't do that. Right. Because I used to do that when I was younger. A lot of my relationships, I realized a lot of my relationships in, in high school or college was a lot of bonding about struggles was a lot of we both got hurt here we both have this health issue oh well this person wronged me and i can't believe they did that it was just slow so low frequency and that was that was the, the bond that wasn't even real bond right it's just it's not a strong energy cord and it just it was keeping me in lower frequencies and so i had to look at myself and say where am i feeding drama where am i choosing to stay in that place and can i just allow myself to to move past it um and that's where I really found happiness and a real sense of purpose and meaning that felt good. Yeah. Yeah. Responsibility. Responsibility <laughs> for the health of our own soul. Like, hell yes. Everything you just said. Um, we have to choose ourselves and choose better for ourselves. And that's the thing. Like, no one has, we don't have to choose. This is, I do believe there is a high level of free will in this planet. Like, we don't have to choose to be liberated. We don't have to choose high level bonding. You know, we don't have to choose to embrace this evolutionary journey, but we get the choice. We get to choose if we want to. And there can be so many rewards there. Um, that's we, the point. I will say, I'll just say like, that's the point is choose consciously, no matter what you choose, like just choose consciously. Yeah. Yeah. Choose consciously. And that's the thing. Like there's no wrong way. If you're making exactly. a informed choice, there's no wrong way. And I think that's something that like I'm picking up on that hugely in the collective and I'm having to continually kind of, uh, I, I, cause I can definitely, I, I can just like you, I can be quite subtle to my surroundings, but also the collective and, and sometimes even feel like it's my own. And that's like something I've been feeling massively in the collective. And I think I've been uh, magnifying it through my own personal experiences. Like I think we're in a time right now where a lot of people feel like they're facing big choices and it can feel like, well, what's the right way? And is it that way or that way or that way? And it's like, consciously choose a path. And if you're fully embodied, so present in your cells and experience and choice, it's going to be the path for you. And it couldn't be any other way. Um, and I want to ask you a question to kind of like start to bring this to a close and anchor it in. Um, I can imagine for people who are listening, like, you know, we carry that two line so strong. And this is something that has kind of been, we've been working it and cultivating it since our birth more naturally because it's so apparent in our conscious and unconscious. But if someone is wanting to more consciously choose things in their life, they're wanting to be more responsible and discerning and release the obligation and listen more to their heart. What would you suggest? And maybe it's something that you started on your journey with like a, a practice, something, an embodiment practice or a physical practice, a devotion practice to cultivate more of that connection to the inner voice? Hmm. I'll say a number of things just to give options, not, not, not to say you have to do all this. <laughs> I'm just giving options because I'm, you know, quad right. I'm like, I'm doing something different every day. So uh, my tool is different every day. Things that really helped me journaling, but from a place of, I would write about a situation in my life or a question and just let myself go without any judgment and let myself go for like five minutes, then go back and, and highlight circle underlying, 
oh, that stood out. Like, oh, whoa, there's a limiting belief there. <laughs> like, oh, whoa, there, there's some energy there. There's some anger. There's some sadness. I should like let myself go into that, you know? So for me, just giving myself that space to, to re- reflect on myself. And when you put pen to paper, it, it really helps you access your subconscious a lot more easily than just talking it out. Or you might think you're thinking about something and, and you are thinking about it, but it's just different when you write it out. So I think that's a really simple thing that, that people can do meditating for sure. But, you know, the way I think about meditating, there's so many different types. To be honest, it's quite simple of like, I never meditate just making my mind blank. So, you know, I think in meditation, there's all this pressure to make your mind blank. No, like just sit there in silence, force yourself to sit by yourself in silence for 10 to 20 minutes and see what comes up. And like, let yourself go, go there. Like, let yourself go into the thoughts because that there's some juicy stuff in there, you know? So when people tell me, sometimes people will be like, I just keep trying to push away my thoughts. I'm like, no, like what's coming up is important. Like, like, let's look there, you know? So literally just having time for yourself. And for me, that's something that I've literally always done as a child. Whenever I needed space, I would, I would always just go lay on my bed, you know? arms out, lay on my bed and just stare at the ceiling. And I would stare, I would I'd do that for like an hour and I would just, things would come in and I would just be thinking about it. And I would make a lot of progress that way. Right. So, so just having that space for yourself. And I would also really recommend if you have the ability to working with a coach or a mentor is the most invaluable thing you can do because they really help you see your blind spots. And I just think that there's some of this work that is just really difficult to do on your own. Uh, and it's much faster when you have somebody who can reflect back to you what you're saying. Like, I, I need this. I need this right all the time. Of, I might say something and, and my friend or my, my coach or whatever, most of my friends are coaches or healers in some capacity. So, uh, this is already going on, but my mentor will say, I just want to reflect back to you what you just said. And they'll it'll just repeat it. And I'll be like, what does that remind you of? Or where else is this, where else do you feel this way? And I'm like, whoa. Or they'll say, what if it doesn't have to be that way? Like, what's the belief underneath that? And these are just things that I, I, I wouldn't think of otherwise because we're so in our own stories already. Like we're seeing the world how we've always seen the world. And so sometimes we need somebody to reflect another option to even get out of that box. We just don't even know it exists. So I just think that, you know, for me, that's why I'm a huge, huge fan of, of coaching and mentors, healers, somebody that you're working with consistently who can really reflect some things back to you. Um, I think that that is really valuable. And then I will also say I have um, a free course called the 5D Ascension Activator. And it's if you show up to that, there are journal prompts, there are lessons and then journal prompts and some activities to do. And if you go through that, like your whole life will change and that will probably get you a lot of these same results and it's free. So I would recommend looking into that as well. Amazing, Christina. These are all so helpful and I I resonate and experience a lot of the same with what you're sharing. Um, And Christina's also, she has released and launched her own book. So do you want to tell us a little bit about that and share some of the excitement? Because I have been so excited every time I see you share a story about it. I'm like, I can't wait to get my hands on one of the books. Tell us about it. What is it about? How can oh my you- gosh. Thank you. I'm like so excited. That's what I'm going to do the rest of the day is I'm going to read it again. You know, I'm do- recording the audiobook this week, which is really exciting. So it's called Manifestation Mastery. Here it is. How to shift your reality and co-create with the universe. Uh, so it is a completely channeled text. 
I channeled it in about two and a half days. The the hard work was after that <laughs> with you know getting it to print and everything that goes into launching a book. Like I didn't even realize, but it's completely channeled text and it's all about the energetics of attraction and how to really manifest the reality that you want and really access your own inner power. And so a lot of similar themes that were discussed today also show up in the book. It is, it's very activating. The people who have read it, everybody says, I literally feel like I was getting energy work done as, as I did it. It's very shifting. It's very visual. There are a lot of analogies that really help you anchor in the concepts in a grounded way. It's very applicable. Um, it's very applicable and actionable. So I'm just so excited for people to get their hands on it. And the ebook will be for pre-release on January 20th. And then the actual book will be available for purchase on February 2nd. 2222. So I'm really excited. And if anybody listening wants to get more information, sign up to get an email update when things do go on sale and just see all of the different freebies that you can get if you do um, purchase on launch days. And you can just go to christinathechannel.com slash book and all of the information is right there. Um, but yeah, this is pretty much all I'll be talking about for the next couple of months. It's my whole world right now, but I'm just so I'm so excited about it. I'm so proud of it. And every time I read it, you know, I've read it many times at this point, I learned some, I learned so many new things, uh, and it really shifts me. So yeah, <laughs> I've gotten, I've gotten a great response thus far. Um, and I just can't wait for more people to, to read it. That's so beautiful. I love that. I love that you are learning from your book. And right, that's the beauty of like when we're deeply living from an intuitive place. It's like like there's a, like a, an element of like you said, like you didn't even want this. Mm-hmm. There's kind of this like um like you're a witness to it. So when it actually comes through, it's like, oh wow. There's I want to learn from that and not even from your own book. That's just absolutely incredible. And yeah, for all of you beautiful souls listening. Um, Christina is, is a very good friend of mine and close sister, but I have worked with her and the way she channels and the frequency of her channel. And I'm super attuned to energy. I have a lot of discernment of who I open up my field to, even with my astrology chart of these things. And I, I feel the, the purity and the creativity and the potency of Christina's channel. So if you in any way are feeling called to work with her, or you're looking for someone for guidance, I would absolutely say check out whatever she's offering at the moment get around this book because she is such a, a beautiful being and I deeply value Christina and your friendship and kinship and alliance in my life and mm. I'm so excited for all of these things blossoming in your world. Thank you so much. I'm excited too and I'm just, I, I feel the same way about you. I feel so grateful that we connected and you've been such a catalyst for me in so many ways. Like I feel like every time I need just a little reroute, you know, we have a conversation that just like launches me forward and and shifts me in the best way. So I just feel so honored that, that you share your energy and your frequency with me. And uh, yeah, I'm just so grateful that, that we get to always have these types of conversations and I just love you so much. (laughs) Well, everyone, thank you for tuning in with us for this constellation. Um, We would love to hear your thoughts and reflections below in the comments. Be sure to share this if you would like with anybody. And I'll post the links so you can find Christina on IG and her website and um, keep up to date with the book. But again, thank you so much, Christina. It has been such a pleasure to consolate with you. Thank you so much for having me. So much fun. All right. See you all in the next episode.